We could use your help keeping the Omaha History Podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. The intersection of North 30th and Ames Avenue was an important suburban crossroads in North Omaha as early as the 1890s and all the way into the 60s. Then, with white flight in full force and North Omaha divestment underway, the intersection started to struggle. Fill us in, Adam. Well, Steve, let's go way back. Let's start with the sound of clopping hoofs, rickety wagons, and those pioneers coming through. It was way back in 1856 when a group of settlers started the town of Saratoga that we've talked about in previous episodes. But this town of Saratoga was located over at 24th and Ames, as we know it today. Back then, this was a dusty little town in the middle of wide open prairie. The whole plateau from Dodd Street north to Florence, was one wide range all the way from 14th Street over to about 33rd where the hills start. And in that wide open space, there were all kinds of different things going on. But this town of Saratoga was the going concern halfway in between Omaha and the big city of Florence. And as this going concern got going, they declared a township that extended all the way from the Missouri River west to uh, North 42nd Street as we know it today. This township, it had all that land within it. And eventually, within the first decade of that development, there were schools that popped up, there were churches along the way, and intersections started to develop. One of the intersections that was most important by the 1870s was the intersection of two streets. One street that ran north and south was called Butler Street. And the other street that ran east to west was called Janetta Street. The intersection of Butler and Janetta was right today where we understand 30th and Ames is. Butler and Janetta was the home to a little rickety grocery store and a tavern and a couple other concerns. And interestingly enough, Steve, the places where those businesses started in the 1870s continued to operate as those same businesses for decades and decades all the way into modern times. But I'll get to that later. In the meantime, it's important to understand that intersection of 30th and Ames was one of the earliest commercial districts in all of what we understand as the city of Omaha today. Of course, now it's in the middle of the city. It's it's way south to a lot of folks who are up in the Ponca Hills and way east to a lot of the folks who are in the western part of the county. But back then, it was way north and way, way out. The original street names that were in the district were placed, you know, names like Sprague and Sailor and Boyd and Taylor which are all still there today, along with Laramore, Fowler, Meredith. By the 1880s, Janetta Street was called Ames Avenue after some local business investors. And folks were really starting to move in around that neighborhood. Several developments popped up right around there. One was owned by Boyd himself, the governor of Nebraska, had land that he was developing right by 30th and Ames. Another one was called Collier Place, And Collier Place uh, was a division that 
of course, is still there today, along with Monmouth Park and several, several others. Way back in 1875, the United States Army took interest in that area, and they bought a chunk of land that was just north of 30th and Ames, up at 30th and Fort Street, and the U.S. Army moved in and opened what they called the Sherman Barracks. Well, Sherman himself, General Sherman, was still alive at that point, and he didn't want it named after him. So they changed the name to the Omaha Barracks and then Fort Omaha, laying out dozens of buildings across 80-some acres with Army soldiers and Army officers moving in right away in the late 1870s. General Crook's house was built in 1879 out of brick, replacing the old wooden house that was there. And then eventually a lot of the officers row within a decade was replaced with brick houses instead of the wooden ones. Quick side note, that was the era when they moved a house from Fort Omaha over to Florence Boulevard. Actually, they waited until 1900, but that era is when that house was built. And uh, that pioneer era Fort Omaha house still stands on Florence Boulevard in the prettiest mile today. That was a side note. It's important to get back to 30th and Ames, though, and really recognize that James Boyd, that governor of Nebraska, and he was actually mayor of Omaha for a little while, his chunk of land developed pretty quick. It was down between Ames and Sprague from 26th to 33rd. And Boyd did a lot. He, he actually sold part of his land to a man named Gould who developed a railroad through the area called that was called the Omaha Belt Railroad that was part of the Missouri Pacific Line. And the Omaha Belt Railroad was intended to encircle all of North Omaha and parts of South Omaha all the way out to Ralston, all the way down in South Omaha, and bring them back downtown in a gigantic circle with the idea that these suburban folks wanted to get to other parts of the city quickly and easily. It's bizarre to a lot of people to think of 30th and Ames as a suburb but in that period from the 1880s all the way into the 1920s, that's exactly what 30th and Ames was regarded as, a suburb. Well, that railroad, it, it went on to exist for a long time, even though it stopped hauling passengers around the 1890s. Uh, it was just a decade that it happened. But then it evolved into an industrial railroad, and it hauled goods from 30th and Ames in that whole intersection where a lot of industry was popping up because of the railroad and hauled that all the way for the next 75 years. Today, we can see some of the echoes of what was at the industries that were at 30th and Ames. We have places like the U.S. Mills that was right at the corner of 28th and Taylor, still stands there today, belongs to the Omaha Public School District and is used as a temporary school for a lot of re, uh, retrofitting of old schools. It's an Art Deco-style building. And it's completely beautiful facade on the front gorgeous other businesses that were in the area we had businesses like exide battery the battery company they manufactured right there at 30th and ames for decades and even before then that facility was uh, the overland trail rubber company the overland trail rubber company made tires so there was kind of a car manufacturing haven because right in that same general area over by 24th and ames there was actually a car that was manufactured uh, that we just talked about in another podcast called the Omaha car for just a year, but it was still right there. And all these kinds of automotive things were right around 30th and Ames. The Omaha Electric Company, you know, one of the, another one of the remnants that we can see today of kind of that industrial 
power of 30th and Ames is up at 30th and Laramore, which is just a couple blocks north of Ames that was opened in 1907. It was a transformer house opened by the Nebraska Electric Company in 1907. And that building still stands right on the corner. Actually, Steve, you can see it at 30th and Sorensen Parkway today. Um, people ask about that all the time. You know, there were other factories that were right around in that area. There was an Orchard and Wilhelm Furniture manufacturing facility that was there. In addition to U.S. Mills, there was actually an Uncle Sam cereal factory that was over at 28th and Taylor. Uh, some of the remnants are there still now, but that was opened up in the 19-teens. But one of the most important things that happened at 30th and Ames in, between about the 1930s, 40s, right after the war, was the development of the commercial sector that was right there. And there had been a drugstore right on 30th Street. The, it was called the Kenwood Drugstore for as many as 20 years by the 1940s. It opened really early. Other businesses that were right along there included a five and dime uh, that was really popular called Hestead's. There was Gatchel Hardware, which is still open today at 30th and Ames. It's in its original building, and it's very beautiful. It was a simple shop that at one point sold toys and had all kinds of neat stuff on the second floor. And the first floor was, and it continues to be, a worker-assisted shopping experience where you tell them what you want and they help you find it. It's really cool. The Kenwood Drugstore itself had a soda fountain that people love to remember. And then Kenwood Farm Supply was further north uh, by 30th and Fowler for a long time. In addition to the Kenwood Pastry Shop, the Kenwood Pastry Bakery, it was right at 30th and Ames, right next to uh, the Ames Barn Grill. That was another uh, long time, I guess we could say it was a vestige. You know, one of the most important landmarks, though, at 30th and Ames that can't be left out of any storytelling, of course, was the Beacon Theater. Uh, the Beacon Theater, we would think that it actually sat at 29th and Ames, but they associated it with the big intersection. It opened up in the 1920s and was a beautiful, uh, kind of a simple neighborhood theater with a couple of storefronts on each side. The, it showed it was a first-run theater that had a lot of deluxe facility. It had over 500 seats with restrooms and telephones and all of the great innovations of the 1920s, oh, including a crying room for restless babies in the back of the theater. You know, they had a glass window on the front of that with sound speakers piping in so mothers could nurse their babies in peace and quiet. And it was a pretty exciting place all the way into the 1940s. But then when business started to dive, the theater was uh, sold and renovated. And instead of closing it down right away, they added a remarkable tall, three-story tall lighthouse on the, the front of the Beacon Theater, adding the Beacon to the Beacon Theater. And this lighthouse became a landmark for the next 15 years or so as the, the folks looked from throughout the neighborhood to go and watch movies there at 30th and Ames. The theater ended up closing permanently around 1966, and uh, the building was torn down after that. Uh, and also the other one worth mentioning, the other business that was right there was uh, the Burkhard Gerlich Ford dealership. It was a brand new car dealership that was uh, on 30th Street, just a couple blocks north of Ames. Really popular place. You know, there were other places. There was a Beacon Barber Shop and Grocery that was uh, great at uh, 30 Thames. Then that space eventually was sold to a Safeway that built a gigantic store there. I'll talk about that in a minute. But the other thing to note is that there was a hinky-dinky 
in a building that still stands right now. It was right at 30th and Meredith on the northeast corner. And you can see that today. It's the laundromat right there. Uh, there was a Byright Auto Supply that moved into Hesteds eventually in the 70s. And just south of Ames, there was Cowboys Bar and Package in the 60s and 70s. And the Malibu Bar that was nearby, they did the same thing uh, in selling alcohol to teenagers it was popular for. So, you know, interesting spaces, interesting times. Now, by the 70s, 30th and Ames began a kind of a downturn. Uh, Hesteds closed. A couple of the other major businesses that were at the intersection closed. The theater closed. And in the 19, late 1970s, the uh, Nebraska Department of Transportation did a survey and inventory of the businesses that were uh, right there at the intersection. There was a TV repair shop, the auto parts store that I mentioned, a car repair shop, a used car lot. There's a liquor store and income tax service. That income tax service is actually still open there, the HR block. But lots of different things. You know, a couple of gas stations. One of the gas stations had been there since the 1920s. There's an import, import shop. Uh, when I was a teenager, we used to walk from our neighborhood over at, by Miller Park School, 27th and Ellison. We'd walk all the way to 30th and Ames and go to this uh, store that was right there that sold spare stuff. They sold nunchucks and throwing stars and, and knives and everything of a teenage boy's dreams. And uh, we loved to go there. It was pretty fun. But there was a barber shop and fiberglass place and an ironworks company and a propane company and just all these different kinds of things that were located there, even in the 1970s. Now, the reason why the Department of Transportation took a look at all of that was the beginning of the siphoning off of North Omaha. See, it had happened before the 1970s. It turns out that it was the 1960s. And even in the late 50s, when the Nebraska Department of Transportation decided that they were going to build an interstate between I-480 in downtown Omaha and I-680 in uh, by Florence, they wanted to build a north-south interstate to run that entire length. They were going to call it I-580. And they built it, Steve. Oh, it ripped apart North Omaha. It racially segregated the whole neighborhood putting whites on the west and trying to keep blacks on the east side of what is today called the North Freeway. And it was very controversial. They wiped out more than a thousand homes, churches, and businesses from Cumming Street all the way north to Ames. But the worst part is that they only developed the first part of it a couple miles from Cumming Street to Lake Street in the nineteen in the early mid nineteen sixties. And they opened that. And then they left the section, the section from Lake Street all the way north to Ames empty for the next 20 years. When I was growing up, we used to go over to the construction site, we called it. It was the construction site because it was always there and it was always under construction. A giant scrape-free chunk of land that was made into like a ditch almost, a big wide valley just waiting for highways to go in that we never saw when we were kids, when we were teenagers. We didn't see the plans for it or anything. We just knew that the neighborhood right there had changed. You know, one of the big elements that was at near the intersection of 30th and Ames was the old Holy Angels Parish. The Holy Angels Parish was a community parish that served that section of North Omaha. Uh, and it was a thriving parish that went on from the 1910s all the way into to 1983 when it was closed down by the Omaha Diocese. And that closure really changed the entire neighborhood because that church acted like an anchor and when that church left 
Lots of other businesses went with it. The city took stabs at trying to save the community, or at least try, try to reinforce its value. In uh, 1941, the Omaha Public Library built a new North Branch Library at 29th and Ames. Well, it was in the 1970s when uh, they rebuilt that library to become the uh, Charles Washington branch. And uh, that added some value to the neighborhood that folks uh, hadn't anticipated before that. And lots of other things happened. Uh, the Commercial Federal opened up a new bank on that corner. Uh, they built a grand new building. They ended up tearing down the old theater and they built this new facility at 30th names uh, in the 1960s. The Northside Bank had moved from its original location. It was originally called the Florence Bank and opened up in the town of Florence, which became the city of Florence, which became the neighborhood called Florence. Uh, they opened up originally in 1854 by some wildcat prospectors who were like, hey, let's start a bank. Great, let's do that. In 1857, the bank went bust. But the business itself stayed incorporated and uh, eventually was called Northside Bank and eventually built a brand new facility in the 1930s, built a brand new facility right along 30th Street, just north of Ames. In the 1960s, the Northside Bank expanded and changed and they opened up a new bank at 30th and Ames. The original one was at 4526 North 30th Street, but later on, uh, as they expanded and changed, they moved over to 31st in Ames and in the 1950s built a new bank right there, joining the brand new Safeway building that was across the street. Now, it, it's interesting and a kind of a sad side note that uh, it was 1996 when uh, the Northside Bank was sold to another business, the American National Bank. Uh, there is a new bank that's located at 31st Names uh, that sits in the former spot. But there are no signs of that 150-year-old business that once occupied the corner right there at 30th and Ames or 31st and Ames. Other developments that came into the neighborhood, Safeway moved out of Omaha. They moved out of 30th and Ames, and they moved entirely out of Omaha by 1983. But before they moved, they sold the business at 30th and Ames to, uh, Phil's, to become Phil's Foodway. And uh, the Phil's Foodway, today it's uh, another kind of store, but it's still called Phil's, still owned by the original family. In 1984, the buildings that were located right along 30th and Ames, um, the northwest corner that included the Ames Bar and Grill, included Hestead's, included the bakery and a couple others, those were all demolished. And a Burger King was built. Uh, that Burger King was my family's eating out experience for several years when we'd walk all the way from the Miller Park neighborhood over there to 30th and Ames. But uh, it was special to us, and that's what mattered. In 1999, SAC Federal Credit Union built a new facility at 31st Names, and that's still located there, as well as the uh, Dragon 88 restaurant that's in the former site of the old St. Vincent de Paul thrift store uh, right on North 30th, just north of Ames. Uh, like I said, the old biscuit factory, the U.S. Mills building, uh, it now belongs to the public schools, Omaha Public Schools, and... Uh, there's a new bus depot at 30th and Taylor. Probably not ironically, that sits on top of the old site of the Exide Battery Company uh, that was at a factory right there, the old tire company building. Uh, 
So lots of change going on. You know, the Monmouth Park School was rated 33rd names, and they ripped that down after a big windstorm did some damage to the building in 1995. It was protected, though, uh, through it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places and demolished. The Druid Hill School, that's located just south of 30th and Ames, that did better than the Monmouth Park School, and it actually still operates today. And even in 2002, the Omaha Public Schools opened up a brand new facility right there for the Druid Hill School. So they are not doing bad. The old school still stands as well. Uh, so lots of young people lived in that area, the old Collier Park neighborhood and whatnot. Today, there is no protection for any of the businesses that are at 30 and Ames. All of those buildings can be torn down tomorrow with, without a blink even. And several of them are. Uh, the Uncle Sam's uh, cereal factory is almost entirely obliterated. There's almost no sign of it left even though it was a strong and proud industry for several years and had beautiful buildings associated with it, they were ripped down. No protections for them. Uh, today, you can go to 30th and Ames and see the buildings that sit on the northeast corner of the intersection where Gatchel Hardware and the associated tax associates, and there's an old cafe that's there, and Joe's Fashions is there, and those are all there. Those are all historic, and none of them are protected. There are several other buildings that I list at... Uh, NorthOmahaHistory.com that should be protected as well. And uh, yeah, all of those tell the story of what was once a vibrant, beautiful, and growing commercial district. Today, it's struggling along. It's still making it. There's a McDonald's. There's a Burger King. There are brand new gas stations, and there's lots of development that's trying to happen. Uh, there's no sign of the old industries, the Omaha Concrete Stone Company, the old uh, casket company that was at 30th and Ames and lots of the other businesses that were around there. But if you take a look at my article on 30th and Ames at NorthOmahaHistory.com, you can find out a lot more about the neighborhood and learn some more even of what made it great in the olden days and why it will survive into the history, into the future as a sign of what the history once was. And that's a little bit about 30th and Ames. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian, Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.